Hello, and welcome back to the Beyond Leadership Podcast. If you are living a life right now where you are feeling stuck or wondering how you can just take a break because you feel really burned out in whatever career it is that you have, then this is the episode for you. My guest today is Katrina McGee, and she is a career break and sabbatical coach. She's a a certified life coach with an MBA who helps nine-to-fivers design just incredible breaks to create happier and more fulfilling lives. She's going to tell you her story about how she saved a ton of money and then left her corporate job to travel the world and got her MBA and then went back to corporate and just, it didn't feel right. And I think that's so true, especially after the past couple of years for so many of us, we just, we're in these careers or we're in these spaces in our lives where something just doesn't feel right. And Katrina helps her clients create fail-proof plans to leave their jobs or take successful breaks on their own terms so that you can return recharged, inspired, happily employed, and really just forever changed. She is a really enthusiastic world traveler, uh, digital nomad, and her advice on career breaks, money management, international travel is shared all over the internet, websites, blogs, podcasts, all over Instagram. And I am so excited for you to be able to learn from her today, especially if this is something that you have been taking a look at. You're listening to the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Chipchinski. It is my purpose in life to use the lessons I've learned from more than a decade of leadership experience in everything from business to politics to nonprofit and the military to help you become the leader you've always dreamed of having. Whether you lead a network marketing team, a Bible study, a global brand, or a family of four, every week I'm going to walk you through tangible ways to grow your influence and make your vision a reality. So if you're ready to drop the burnout and bullshit strategy you've been fed and design your own aligned leadership style, you're in the right place. Let's go. Katrina, thank you so much for joining the show today. How are you doing? I am so good. How are you doing today? I am I am doing great and I am really looking forward to all the value that you are going to bring this audience of mostly female entrepreneurs when it comes to maybe transitioning to leave your nine to five. But before we get into all of that, uh, why don't you tell me how you got to where you are and how you became the the subject matter expert in leaving the full-time gig to transition? Yeah. So, you know, I have been on my own windy, twisty, turny path to get to where I am. But when I started out, I was really trying to play it safe and I was taking, you know, a very corporate path. And it was actually really exciting when I first started, you know, at 21 and I land this job with great benefits and great pay and so much, you know, like career promise. It was just a really exciting time. But I think what was true for me is that while it was fun, it wasn't necessarily aligned with 
who I was wanting to be and who I was becoming. And so the longer I stayed, sort of the less it felt like me until eventually I was like, I have to leave. And I didn't know how to leave. And so I went to get my MBA and thought, I'll just change careers, but staying in a very corporate environment. And so when I started my second career, it just felt even worse. You know, it was sort of this like, oh man, like I'm going in the wrong direction. Like I thought I was moving further down this path, but now I'm realizing this path is actually not even going where I want to go. And so I really had to pull back and ask myself, what do I want from my life? What do I want for myself? What are my values? What is it that I want to create? But also what are the limiting beliefs I have about life that are holding me back from just creating more of what I want? And so I hired a life coach. I had this huge epiphany about six months in that I wanted to quit my job and travel around the world for a year before figuring out what I was going to do next. And I decided to save $40,000 in 18 months to make that happen because I didn't really have any savings. And then I took off and traveled for 20 months. And when I came back, I decided to go back to corporate and pay off my student loan debt and be debt-free because for me to really explore entrepreneurship or anything in that space, I really wanted to be financially free. I wanted to have that financial independence. And so I paid off the last 42000 of my MBA loans in about 21 months and got certified as a life coach. And I wasn't 100% sure at that time, right, that I wanted to be a life coach, but I knew having a life coach changed my life. But also it aligned to a lot of the strengths that I had and had always been really intriguing to me, like watching her business and just seeing, you know, the stuff that she did. And I was like, oh, I'm so interested. So I just kind of stuck my toe in and I loved it and kept going deeper and deeper. And then eventually, you know, I went created the side hustle that turned into a part-time thing that then I made a big leap and became a full-time business owner. And now I am a career break and sabbatical coach, helping other people take the leap and plan breaks, um, make transitions, and really just create a life that feels so much more them. There is so much to unpack there. But can we start with the ridiculousness of expecting a 17 or 18 year old child to make a decision on what they want to do with the rest of their life when they have no basis in reality to even know what life is. Yes. The older I get, the more that thought, like I was 17 when I got accepted to college and then I went to college and I was 19 and I declared a major. No wonder I'm not doing anything that is even remotely (laughs) related to what I studied in college right now. Even just, I don't know how many, uh, however many years later this is, it's bad when you forget how many years. (laughs) 17, 17 years later, here we are. Yeah. Like, how ridiculous is that? (laughs) It's so ridiculous. You know, and I think it also puts an unfair amount of pressure on us, right? Like, it should be fun to learn. It should be fun to grow. It should be fun to evolve. It should be fun to explore. It should be fun to be on the journey of life. But I think this sort of idea that you're going to have this pre-made career, pre-decided career, uh, you know, like what? Well, you're still, I mean, yes, to your point, you're essentially still a kid and you're trying to figure out your whole life path. Like it's just preposterous, right? Like some people have a desire, have a dream. They want to be a doctor. They want to, you know, cure cancer. They want to do something. And that's awesome. But for most of us, I feel like that's just not the case. And so, that pressure can sort of make us feel like once we've picked something, we have to double down and just keep getting better at that one thing instead of really following our heart into something else. Mm-hmm. It was for the longest time, I since it was in fifth grade, I had wanted to be a lawyer. 
And I went and I did the pre-law major and then I went and I took the LSAT and then I applied to law school and I got accepted to law school. And it was around that time that I went, no, like I don't actually want to do this. And it came as such a shock to everyone because here we are like at 13 years, I've been saying I wanted to do this thing. And then all of a sudden I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. And I had no clue what I wanted to do. Yeah. And wow. That caused me to work several different jobs. I worked nonprofit and then I worked in politics and then I joined the military and then I was uh, an entrepreneur with a network marketing business for a while. And then I went full-time military, like so many different things. And I think even I've talked to my friends sometimes and I'm like, yeah, I'm in my mid thirties and I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And I think that's really where taking these breaks and planning sabbaticals can really come in handy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I just have a question for you though, Sarah, like when you had that realization that law wasn't going to be the thing, like how did you know that that was real for you? Like, how did you know that it wasn't just a passing fear of, you know, oh, I just am nervous about law school or I'm nervous about my future? Like, how did you know it was like a real no? Um, For me, it was because I – do you remember the movie A Few Good Men with Tom Cruise? Oh, yeah. Vaguely, I do remember. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I wanted to be a naval JAG lawyer so that I could work with the Marine Corps. And when I did not get accepted into Navy ROTC to become a Navy officer, I was like, well, okay, I can still go to law school and be a lawyer. And then I started thinking, I was like, I don't want to do family law because I can't deal with the like emotional crush of seeing families broken up and children being stuck in the middle. I don't want to be a corporate lawyer because I don't want to sell my soul. I don't want to be a public defender because I don't want to work 85 hours a week for the rest of my life and never be able to have a family. Uh, I don't want to be a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. And it was wow. – it took months for me to finally go, okay, I I don't want to do this and and that's Okay. I got a lot of pressure from, you know, from my parents, from other family members who were like, but you always said you wanted to do this. You were going to open your own law firm. You were going to do this. You were going to join the Navy. And I was like, well, that first step now can't happen, which invalidates the rest of the dream. How amazing, though, that you felt empowered enough to be that honest with yourself, right? I think what you were saying in setting up, you know, these breaks being amazing times for that reflection and figuring, you know, figuring more of yourself out. I think part of it is removing yourself from the pressure and the sort of momentum that's just carrying you away down a path that you just don't necessarily want to go on anymore, right? Like sometimes it's easier to stay where you don't want to be because it's like everything's, you know, the ball's in motion. I've applied. I've been accepted. All I have to do is say yes, you know, and then you have people in your ear saying, I really feel like this is what you should do. Just give it a chance. Like maybe, you know, you've said for a long time you want to be a lawyer. And so I think a break is this moment of true disconnection where you take yourself off the path so that momentum that you had been building is gone. And you really just get to sit and pause with yourself and say, now that there's no pressure pushing me down this path, like what path do I actually want to choose? Or what do I even want to discover about who I am right now 
because we're always changing, right? And what, you know, 18-year-old Katrina wanted is so different than what 28 Katrina, 28-year-old Katrina wanted, which is different than what 38-year-old Katrina had wanted. And so being able to give myself that space to figure out who I am today and what do I want, you know, while removing yourself from all that pressure and all of that building, you know, momentum that can feel like a current just carrying you. Um, I think it's really important to do that at different periods of our life. So now before we talk like straight up quitting, I want to talk sabbaticals because that to a lot of people seems like the the intermediate option, right? Like the test the waters, let's try it out option. And there are companies now um, that do offer paid sabbatical. However, I kind of feel like they're few and far between <laughs> and that not a lot of companies or organizations, especially in this current environment, are going to offer that. So I guess how would one go about like having that conversation? Like if you're in a corporate job or if you're in a nine to five with an organization, whatever it is, and you think to yourself, you know, after the past two years, I'm completely burned out. Um, I, I need to take some time. I need to think about what I want to do, but I don't want to quit my job because I have a family to support or I have student loans to pay off or whatever it is. How do you have that conversation? Yeah. You know, I think the context of timing is so amazing because, you know, one of the things that has positive things I think that has come out of this last two years of pandemic life is that people are leaving jobs that are, feel soul-sucking, right? Or when people are burning out, they're actually leaving. And I feel like the conversation around taking a break, whether it's a career break or a sabbatical, has grown in cultural relevancy and sort of, you know, even in popularity. And it's it's becoming such a thing that, you know, LinkedIn has added a feature where now you can put on your LinkedIn profile that you're on a break and you can describe what you're doing on that break, right? And there's like, I think, I don't know, 8, 10, 13 different reasons you can be on a break. And so it's like the fact that, you know, like this number one social networking tool for finding jobs and for staying connected to your network is acknowledging that means that like we as a society are beginning to acknowledge that. And so I think it's a great time to do it. I think more companies are adding sabbaticals into their plan because they don't want that amazing employee to leave because they feel burned out. When it comes to having that conversation though, you know, I think if you're in a place where you feel like you need to really evaluate your life choices and figure out if this is still what you want. I definitely think that's something that you need to be aware of, but I don't think that's the message that you lead in with in your job, right? Like if it's a sabbatical. I mean, career breaks, I do a lot of career break coaching and like that is something the people are very clear on and they get to talk about that because they're quitting their job. But if you're trying to like, you know, have your job support you through this time of introspection, you know, I think it's okay to talk about misalignment, you know, like just feeling like, you know, I feel like there's more I could be doing or I'm wanting to shift in some way, but I'm not exactly sure. You can hint at that, but, you know, you wouldn't just come out and say, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Um, some people can have that conversation, but most people I feel like it probably wouldn't go so well. But I think to start the conversation, you really start with wanting to be proactive about managing your own well-being and wanting to be the best contributor to that team that you can be, right? So it's like asking your HR person, if, um, you know, if there is a sabbatical policy to like, you know, talk to you about it or <clears throat> looking at your employee guide to see if that's something you could do. And if it's not a benefit <clears throat> that you can have, that's totally okay. You can still <clears throat> have that conversation, right? You can still talk to your manager about <clears throat> 
creating this opportunity for yourself and creating space and time for reflection. I have worked with people that have taken a sabbatical when there wasn't a formal policy in place at their company. Because if you do a fantastic job and you are a great contributor, giving you like two or three months off to figure out what you need to do to come back restored, inspired, and not burned out is so much more valuable to them than having to like let you go and retrain someone else and spend lots of time getting them back up to speed, right? So you just build the case Mm -hmm. for what your contributions have been, how much you have really enjoyed and appreciate the opportunity that you've been given, and like really underscoring what benefits you think you're going to get out of this time that will also benefit the company, right? Like a healthier you, um, a more energized you, a more inspired you. Those are all benefits to the company. So you really want to highlight that as well. Mm-hmm. So now say I've, I'm making the leap. I'm ready to do this, whether it's a sabbatical or a career break. And I love how you call it a career break and not like, I'm quitting my job tomorrow. <laughs> Because career break sounds so much nicer and it probably looks a lot better on a resume too, right? Um, What are the things that you recommend to your clients to set themselves up for a successful sabbatical or a successful career break? Because just walking into work and throwing up your hands and say, I quit without a plan, probably in most cases, not ideal. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there are definitely those moments where people impulse quit, but I'm a big believer in your best break is going to be done when you have put some intention behind it. And I think the very first thing that you need to do is you need to figure out why you're taking this break, like really, truly understand why, not just because I need it, not just because I'm tired, but what does this time represent to you and why do you need it? Why is it so essential? And then figuring out sort of the pillars of what you would define as a successful break. So what are the four things that you need to get out of this experience to make it worthwhile or out of this transition to make it worthwhile? I like to call these themes. So when I work with my clients, like I have them develop four themes. It could be learning. It could be healing. It could be um, adventure. It could be, you know, uh, personal exploration. So many things. It could be anything you want, but you just have to be clear on what are my four pillars or my four themes. And then once you know that, so you know why you're doing it and you know what a successful break would look like, you figure out, okay, is it going to take me six months to do this, three months to do this, um, a year to do this? And and looking at your finances to figure out how far away is this dream really going to be for me? So for me, what that looked like, right, is I have my clear purpose. I'm on a path that is not mine. I need to leave this path, but I also really just want to like live a life of freedom for a year and travel around the world. And then I had my themes and I knew what I was doing. I was going to, you know, like do connection was one of my themes. Um, Adventure was one of my themes, you know, um, restoration. So, okay. So then I'm thinking, all right, I want a year. I want a year at least. And when I looked at my bank account, I didn't have much money. I had like $1,500 in my bank account. So for me, the money led that conversation timing as in When I thought about living for a year in complete freedom, I was like, I think it's going to take me about $40,000 to do it the way I wanted to do it and to include all the travel I wanted to have. So let me save this money. And then when I had started saving and I was doing a really consistent, amazing job, I gave my company eight months notice that I was quitting my job. So I told them in January, like, hey guys, um, in 
in like August, I'm going to be gone. And so I was able to give them eight months notice because I knew I was on track to save. I felt very confident that I was still contributing at a high level to the company. And I was just super honest about why I was leaving. And it really wasn't about them. It was really about me. And so I think knowing your number and I think knowing why you're doing it so that you're thinking about how much time do I need and then figuring out how much money you would need for that or even a ballpark can be helpful to be like, how far away am I from my goal? And then, you know, and then you know, like I got to make this work for another, you know, another year. Or if it's like I have to make this work for another three years, maybe it's time to switch to a different job because maybe you're like, I can't do this for three more years, but I know I can't take a break yet. So let me figure out an interim or a bridge step. And then some of my clients have the money. They have the money. They just are afraid to spend it. And so for them, it's really just a matter of getting clear on what their purpose and their themes are so they know what to do with that time. And then just having an honest conversation with their team and being like, I'm out, you know? I love that. How does that conversation change if you are perhaps not going for a career break, not going on a sabbatical, but you're looking to transition um, like you did from nine to five to full-time entrepreneur? Yeah. How How does how do we change how we look at that? Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's important to know um, where you want to be. So I actually had a part-time transition, which was awesome. Um, I know not everyone can do that. But when I was like, I have this business, it's a side hustle. I'm working way too many hours because I'm working this full-time, full-time job. And then I'm trying to do this on nights and weekends. I realized I wanted to give myself the space to see, do I really like this as a job? And do I can I really make this work? And so I thought and sat with like, why am I asking my bosses for part-time and like, what are the benefits to them? How can I proactively think about covering any bases that might be uh, absent or, you know, like empty because I wasn't there. And I went to my bosses and I just had that super uncomfortable for me, not for them, but super uncomfortable and scary conversation of like, I want to take one day off a week to start building a business. And for me, that conversation was based largely in really highlighting my passion around what I was doing and saying like, I want to impact people. I want to change lives. I'm super passionate about this. And I just feel like for my own personal development, this is something I have to explore, but I love being a part of this team and I want to stay and I want to contribute. But I feel like, you know, for me, what would work best is if you guys were open to like letting me work part-time. And then I suggested, right? Like I think the, the best thing would be one day off uh, each week because that way I have clear boundaries and you know when I'm on and when I'm off versus like hours and things like that. Just like on Mondays, Katrina's not here. And I said, I'm open to whatever day of the week you want it to be. But I think from a continuity standpoint, Monday would be the best day because then it's like a long weekend. And when I'm back, I'm fully back and I'm not leaving in the middle. So I've been very thoughtful. But they said yes. And they were a really small company. And it was incredible to me that they said yes. So I think, you know, for people that want to transition that way, it's really about the conversations really about um, – what is important to you, but also being very thoughtful about how can I make this work for both of us? Now, if you're wanting to transition, you know, just directly into full-time, you know, there's kind of two ways. Do you have the evidence that your business is kind of already doing what it needs to do to support you, right? And you could leave at any time. Um, and that is just more of a conversation of like, hey, I have this thing I'm really passionate about. I hope you can support me in this, but you know, here's my two months notice. I'm like, phasing out and I'm really excited for this and I've really appreciated being a part of this team. But like I am I'm ready for a new challenge in the next chapter and I'm ready to go out there and contribute and see what I'm capable of. But if you, you know, if you're in the opposite situation where your business isn't making the money that it needs to make yet, which is what the situation I was in, I think 
you have to decide if you're going to take the leap. And if you're going to take the leap, you just need to make sure that you um, know what to expect, right? Do you know what you spend every month? Do you know what your most necessary bills are every month? And do you know how long you would have with your savings to like give your business a real chance? Is it three months? Is it six months? Is it a year? I think that's really powerful information. And then, you know, like you just – you tell your people that you're leaving for this new chapter, but you do it in a way where maybe your transition's a little bit longer if you feel like you need to save a little bit more. But I think being honest is always a good policy because people will want to advocate for you and support you if they feel like you've brought them in and allowed them to see your joy and your heart and like what you're passionate about. I think it makes it so much easier to support that. I really appreciate that you talk about knowing your numbers. Um, and I feel like that's a, a central theme to this entire conversation so far, whether it's you're taking a sabbatical to go travel, how much do you need? Whether it's you're, you're cutting back on your nine to five to do a part-time transition or fully taking that leap, you have to know your numbers. So we have been looking at, in my house, me transitioning to full-time in my business. Um, and we had to take a good long look at the numbers. And I think it's important too to run different sets of numbers. The first set of numbers I ran was like, okay, if I don't make another penny and we don't cut spending, how long is the savings account going to last us? Okay, three months. Okay, if I don't make a penny, if my business idea completely flops and we cut spending, how long do we have? Okay, well, probably six to seven months. Okay, now if I start making money and we make cuts, perfect. I got 18 months to live on what we have right now, making bare minimum. So knowing those numbers is is really enabling a good conversation and a well-thought-out decision when it comes to timelines and if and when we're we. I say we ultimately me, if and when I'm leaving my full-time position. Um, and it's, I, I think that there's just not enough people that take a look at those numbers and, you know, maybe they passion quit in a fit of rage or they're burned out or whatever it is. And then they go and try to start some entrepreneurial journey or they try to do something and realize that they, they didn't have the financial backing to to support it um, and then end up going back to some nine to five and being bitter. Yeah. But yeah, I love that you, you teach knowing your numbers and you teach like this can be a fruitful and exciting process. It doesn't have to be fully anxiety inducing. Oh yeah, definitely not. You know, I just, I believe in making informed decisions. You can leave right anytime you want to. I am all about full empowerment. But to your point, you know, knowing the numbers and not just the numbers, but like you said, absolutely knowing the scenarios, right? Like just understanding what you are jumping into, you're still going to have to jump. It is never going to feel safe. Like knowing your numbers doesn't mean that it suddenly feels easy or that you're like, oh, now that I know my numbers, this is so easy. Like I'm just going to follow my heart and I'm just going to like walk into – no, it's still a leap of faith. It still requires an intense amount of courage and self-belief, but at least it's informed. And work. And work. Yeah, exactly. And work. But it's well-informed, right? And you're jumping in with both eyes open and you kind of know – 
what to look for, right? You know what goals you have for your business as a bare minimum, and you know what to what levers to pull in your family if you need to tighten up the ship and the spending, right? Like if it's like we got to tighten up the ship in here and like, you know, like narrow in on our spending, you know what to do. You know what that looks like. So you do have to like – you can tighten up the ship. You can pull those levers for spending if you're like, oh, no, like my business isn't doing what I was hoping or what I thought it would – you know, like, because you've done that work and you've looked at those numbers, you know what levers you can pull to start, you know, spending less and to really like pull that money back in. And it's just, it's so much well-informed, you know? Perfect. And obviously, based on the, the last part of this conversation, knowing your numbers is critical. But if there were one other tip, trick, piece of advice that you had to give someone who's looking at, whether it's a, a sabbatical or a career break or a head first dive into the entrepreneurial world, uh, what would you, what would you tell a client? Okay. I'm going to switch gears on this. It's going to be a little left field, but it's so important. Um, when you are thinking about making this leap and this transition, I think one thing that escaped me and I think escapes many people is thinking about the payoff of the business. So you're going to do all of the numbers right, and you're going to think about what do I want my business to make, but you're at the very beginning, and you have the power to design a business that works for you. And I think being really clear when you make this leap and when you make this investment, what is the payoff I'm really going for? For me, it's freedom, right? Like that's my payoff. Like I want to help people and impact people in a way where I feel like I have full freedom over my life and over my schedule. I'm not actually very money motivated, but I need I need money to pay my bills, right? But when I'm trying to build a business to make money and hustle as fast as I can and I'm sacrificing all of my freedom and I'm suddenly working like a crazy person, I can create success and I will still feel like crap. And I will walk away from my business because I will burn myself out on my business if I'm not chasing the payoff that really matters to me. And so I just think like even in making this transition, having that moment before you really start leaning into like growing and scaling and building this business, think about what payoff am I really going for? Like what really matters to me? And then design your business around that and know that like you are going to constantly be reaffirming your decision by creating the life and business that you want. Mm. I love that. I love that. And I think it's so true, especially for our entrepreneurs. So many moms, for example, that I talk to take this leap from a nine to five to something they can do from home so they can spend more time with their babies. And then they end up working instead of 40 hours a week, 60 hours a week, and have even less time for their kids and they get frustrated and they wonder why it didn't work because they're not building in that space for whatever it is they're prioritizing or they're saying they're prioritizing, but they're not actually prioritizing. Yes. Oh my God. That's so good. That's so true. So say someone is looking to, to make this leap and they want to get in touch with you. They've got questions about whether it's how to determine their number or how to have the conversation What's the best way to get in contact with you? Yeah, they can find me on Instagram and I love meeting new people so they can feel free to send me a DM. But um, my Instagram is Coaching, so K-M-C-G-H-E-E coaching. And I, I would love to connect. And I also have a website, which is bestbreakever.com. So you can find out more about me and my story there. But um, yeah, I just... I'm happy to help. I'm here, you know, I'm here to help more people live that life of freedom and really go for the dreams that they have and create the space to make it happen. 
Perfect. And I will link all of your contact information in the show notes, Katrina. Thank you so much for joining me today. I know that this was, especially given where I am in my career right now, this is a really exciting conversation for me. And I know that there is someone else listening who is going to get so much value from it. So again, thank you for for taking time out of your busy day and sharing with us all this great information. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I sincerely hope that you got something out of today that you are going to be able to take and use on your journey to wherever it is you're going. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and share your takeaways on social media. Don't forget to tag me at Sarah Mayski on Instagram. While you're waiting for the next episode, please check out our exclusive Beyond Leadership community over on Facebook to connect with more like-minded and like-hearted individuals dedicated to learning, leading, and encouraging right alongside you every day. Until next time, let's go.